You are in violation of code 310. Hand over the cat. So intense. I mean, I was, my heart was beating. It's still beating now. I'm getting enough of it. I want to see it again already. A lot of action, a lot of noise. It's more than just a movie. It's kind of like a lifestyle, I guess, almost. Everybody was out there just screaming, yelling. When Lucasfilm logo came up, that was the best. I, I like Darth Vader. It was intense. It was incredible. I loved it. It was awesome. You know, you guys have been there from the very start. You are more like family than fans. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 12 of Fans of the Force podcast. This episode is brought to you by... No one. We don't have any sponsors. Anyway, this is Adrian, along with everyone's favorite John and Cat Ray. How's it going, everyone? It's going great. Ichuta! No, I used that one. Hang on, I got a better one. Yeah, I was about to say. I got a better one. All right. Ichuta! <laughs> there we go. I swear to God, dude, you're gonna run out and you're gonna start making them up, and we're gonna be God, upset. I'm, I'm already repeating myself. You are. Gosh. I, I was disappointed with that one. Yeah, I, I'm. I had a good do-over though. So yeah, uh, we got a pretty uh, nifty episode lined up for today. A lot of new Star Wars to digest with the whole Forces of Destiny round one. Some pretty cool highs. Some what? 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 kind of moments but overall i enjoyed it and i think i think you guys enjoyed it too for the most part right oh yeah yeah i'm excited to talk about it yeah bring it on yeah so plenty to talk about there uh what else we got lined up john well uh we are gonna have our galactic geek out to kick things off um we've got a a pretty good star wars would you rather lined up this week we're gonna stay away from the grossness and (laughs) Bring you something with a little different style. And then we'll wrap things up today with Attack of the Fandom. All right. So this was actually a pretty quiet week uh, for Star Wars news. But there are a couple things that that came out or that were of interest. Um, The first, at least of interest to me, maybe nobody else, was that um, there's (laughs) going to be a new children's book released as part of Force Friday on September 1st called BB-8 on the Run. And so it's a children's picture book. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, whoa. Force Friday, September 1st? Yes. Cool. I hadn't heard of that. Oh, you hadn't heard that? No. Oh, yeah, no. So, sorry. Okay, yes. So Force Friday this year is going, is September 1st. First Friday in September. <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. great. That, that has so, totally escaped my radar. Yeah, so I'm sure there'll be some some cool things out there. I will actually be traveling during that time, so I'm really going to have to see if I can hit up any places and get some cool Star Wars things. But That's that's my payday. That's very dangerous. They announced it back February 16th, Um, so that's why it's probably not on your radar. Uh, But Disney and Uh Lucasfilm announced back in February... Star Wars Force Friday 2, a global fan event celebrating the launch of Star Wars The Last Jedi products. Toys, collectibles, books, apparel, and more will go on sale beginning at 12.01 a.m. on Friday, September 1st, 2017, with stores around the world opening for a weekend-long celebration of all things Star Wars. Uh snap. Did you guys do the first uh, Force Friday? No. 
Um, you know, I, I think I just went that weekend and, and looked at all the stuff and, um, I probably picked something up and I can't remember what. Uh, I, I woke up at four in the morning. Oh, wow. To go to, they were going to open up the Disney store at like, was it five, five thirty early, really special Star Wars, uh, type of hours. So I, I, I you know, I, it was a work day, so whatever. Uh, yeah, I got in line. I was, I think, like number seven or something or so. I went, I went with some friends. Uh, ended up getting this cool limited edition uh, uh, Force Awakens pin for being one of the first 20, I believe. Oh, wow. So that's cool. And then, yeah, just seeing all the cool new... Uh, I bought a bunch of figurines about a little Millennium Falcon, an X-Wing, a TIE Fighter. I spent a lot more than I had planned to. But yeah. And you guys know how it goes. You, you know just what? Can't I, help I do recall <laughs> as it happens. I picked up one figure, and it was a three and three quarters Kylo Ren. Oh yeah, yeah, that is dope. Which I still have in my collection, of course, because it was only 2015. Well, I would hope you still have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I am totally, totally excited for. Uh, Force Friday 2 now. Mm-hmm. I can't believe. Maybe I did know and I forgot it just because it was so far off. I'm sure. I'm sure. It's it's when yeah. they announced the packaging. You know, the one with Ray holding the lightsaber. Yeah, everybody got oh, freaked out about it. Right. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. yeah I, I just totally cast it aside. That's right, though. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fool. <laughs> I'm nah, not. You just I'm didn't remember. Me. That's all. No biggie. I'm a fool. Anyway, sorry, Ken. No thing but a chicken wing. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm I'm excited for Force Friday too. I have to say that I, you know, I knew when the first one happened, but I didn't really pay very much attention, and I did not go out to the stores. Um, this year, however, I will probably take a look at what's coming out. I mean, like this book, being a children's book. Um, that's kind of right up my kid's alley right now and they love BB-8. So that seems like perfect timing. Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure I'll be doing a little bit of shopping this year, no doubt on Force Friday. I'm not sure that I will be because that Friday is the Friday of Labor Day weekend. That's true. Mm. So it's also yeah. the start of college football. So mm, that's true as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know oh, I'm busy gosh. Saturday. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Traffic is going to be hell at work. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <All> right. <laughs> that's what I associate football season with: horrible, horrible intercampus parking and traffic. Yeah. It's true. That's valid. Yeah. It goes for every college campus everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on, did you guys see the little teaser that Dave Filoni put out that was a deleted scene that would have happened in Rebels Season 2 between Ahsoka and the Bendu? That was very cool. It was very cool. I was like, oh, yes, we needed this. How come we didn't get this? Yeah, and better late that, than never. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, why didn't we get this in the in the actual show? That would have been really cool to have seen Ahsoka meet Bendu. 
I mean, maybe not necessary, but it would have been pretty cool. It's probably a time time issue. With oh, episode. I'm sure. And yeah. It was a pretty packed finale, so uh, yeah, something had to be cut. I could see that being the f- one of the first things to go. Yeah. I mean, I maybe if they'd slotted it in slightly earlier, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it just adds it, it fuels that whole Ahsoka lives, Ahsoka uh-huh. lives thing yeah. that's been going on yeah. lately. Mm-hmm. Way to way to clear that all up, Filoni. Thanks. Well, I love <laughs> I, I mean, love the dialogue portion he has. He um yeah yeah you know dialogue it's, is great. It's uh, Bendu says, "Are you set on this confrontation?" Then Ahsoka says, "I have to know the truth." Bendu says, "So be it, but understand this." Much will change as a result of this encounter, including you. Ahsoka replies, isn't that true of all things as time advances? Bendu says, my dear, when I say change, I mean death. Ahsoka says, so I will die? Bendu says, will you? I didn't know that. Goodbye then, Ahsoka Tano, former Jedi Knight. I mean, that is cool dialogue. Dude, you gave me chills reading that. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I will oh, die. Yeah. Will you? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Well, if that's what you want, then goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, mean, that just, I mean, it shows that Ahsoka still exists in some form besides just being part of the greater force. She's still around somehow. That's, for me, that's a confirmation. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. She might not exist in her physical form as we know it, but she's out there somewhere. And the drawing mm-hmm. he posted with But it. not a wolf. Yeah, not, not a wolf. wolf. Yeah, not the, a wolf. The, <laughs> the, the drawing was great. The drawing was killer. Uh, it kind of so great to see that animated. Yeah, it kind of had a throwback feeling to like a cross between like the old school, a little prince, um, and um, like oh, yeah, Maurice Maurice Sendak, where the wild things are. Oh yes, very kind of vibe Sendak. to it. Yeah, yeah, it was cool, cool piece. I like it. It's a great print. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was a neat little tidbit of information. Loved it. Um, yeah. So I like getting these little kind of behind the scenes things. Social media is so cool. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're lucky to have that in this day. lucky lucky and unlucky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it has its highs say. and its lows. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can talk about some of the lows during uh, Forces of Destiny. <laughs> um. But yeah, pretty cool to see that, and and nice that as as one of the creators and producers of these shows, that Dave is willing to share some of that information that we wouldn't get to see otherwise. I mean, maybe someday we'll get like a behind the scenes or making of Clone Wars Rebels type book, which would be or an art book. Or oh, something, that'd be epic! Which would be pretty cool, but uh, not yet. So maybe someday we can keep our fingers crossed. So safe to assume it's not canon? Eh, I'd say it's not. I'd say you could put it up for interpretation that Ahsoka met the Bendu. 
I'm willing to put it in my own head canon that it happened, even if we just didn't see it. I, you know, I, yeah, um, me too. I'm going to put it in the myth category that there's a myth in canon that this happened and that it's not okay. confirmed. Um, but all myths start with a little hint of the truth, don't they? It's true. So to me, it's a Very Star nice. Wars myth. All right. And then lastly, I don't know how, how much we want to get into potential spoilers, but did either of you look at the pictures that were leaked from the Han Solo set? Like a train wreck. Or this weekend? Could not avoid it. Like- <laughs> <laughs> it's like trying to drive by an accident. You don't want to slow That's down true. and slow everybody down behind you, like everybody that was in front of you on the accident. But guess what? You're going to slow down. You're going to watch to see. Is it any blood? No? Okay, we're good. Speed up. You know? Same thing. I don't want spoilers for this movie. Uh, especially now knowing that things could drastically change for this movie. Um But I saw yeah. the pictures posted and I was like, oh, must look, cannot resist. And I looked at him. And I don't think they spoil too much. <laughs> no, I mean, it's... Especially it's, since it's we don't of, really know what we're looking at. No, I mean, I think the pictures had um, Han, Chewie, Woody Harrelson's character, yeah. and then a woman who we're not sure. It could be Amelia Clark. It could be someone else. Yeah, probably um, Amelia. Probably, but yeah. Um so Yeah, that, that was cool. I, I I mean I, I just you know, I, I get flack from people too, but I also can't help it. I, I just I absorb every piece of media, you know, whether it's a leak or official that goes out there. And you know, the Han Solo film has a special special place for reserve for that now because of all the drama behind it. I want to see what Ron Howard's doing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm I'm so programmed to try to stay away from spoilers um, that I can't help myself. But if I think logically about it, I already know pretty much about the Han Solo movie. I mean, we know that it's, you know, he he's not going to die at the end of the film. We know that, right? So there's not much they could spoil, <laughs> right? We know he meets... Lando, we know he's hanging out with Chewie. We know Woody Harrelson's in it. We know Amelia Clark's in it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'd be surprised if I saw R two or three PO, and I'd be like, "Wow, I didn't know they'd show up." But oh god, no! <laughs> so oh, crap, so yeah, might. I don't know. <laughs> well, they might. I mean, like. Like they did in Rogue One, like just a yeah, quick... just for the sake of yeah. Oh, they've been in every Star Wars film. Sure, you know? yeah. this one's no yeah. different. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, know. About that. I don't but know. anyway, uh, I agree. Yeah. It was kind of like a train wreck. I didn't really want to have any spoilers for this film to kind of color my perceptions. Uh-huh. But but the more but I think I about it, the... now I don't care. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I saw I saw the link and I was like, no, I'm gonna take a look just to see what's what. <laughs> I mean, yeah. these, these kinds of leaks and whatnot, very rarely do they have, like, a big major plot spoiler. Right. Oh, I, yeah, I mean. 
at the and if it is something huge um the the clickbait articles usually have breaking massive spoiler reveal something right. along those lines yeah yeah you know if, if it's just like a oh leak pics from behind the scenes it, oh okay you know what more often than not it's it's safe so but it does also depend i guess on how uh Delicate, I guess you are to spoilers, which you consider a spoil, a spoiler, and so on. Mm-hmm. So for this round, nothing will spoil for me. Just oh, yeah. nice, yeah. nice set. It's a nice set, right? So I liked it. Um, this one, I, I actually have a little little thing here. This one came a little late in the day, late later in the day, but uh. The dude that stole from Rancho Obi-Wan has been, uh, he pleaded guilty. Oh, wow. Yeah. So a Georgia man, according to this article on patch.com, that was shared by Rancho Obi-Wan's Facebook, a Georgia man pleaded guilty Monday morning to stealing more than $100,000 of Star Wars collectibles from a private museum in 2015 and 16. That's a lot of money, but they got him. Mm-hmm. This Carl Edward Cunningham. <laughs> so that's cool. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm scrolling through here to see if they got any of the any of the stuff back. Yeah. The theft was discovered after major Star Wars collector Philip Wise posted news about the theft of his rare prototype rocket firing Boba Fett action figure from his Texas warehouse. Yeah, not too much information on that yet, but I thought that was a pretty big, big thing right there. Yeah, been, I mean, this has been going on for a couple of weeks, and this this was a guy who was considered a friend of mm-hmm. Rancho Obi Wan and Steve Sansweet, and um, you know, to find out that it was an insider doing this that was that was disheartening, and and I guess I I feel a little bit better if he's pleading guilty. He's not trying to like. Do that whole thing where people are like, no, I didn't. Even when everybody knows you did. You did. Yeah. Or it seems like you did, <laughs> allegedly. Um, so I guess I guess I feel a little better about it, but I'm still, I'm bothered that this would happen in the first place. You know, just seems taboo, you know, like totally taboo. Like it's it's yeah, worse than just regular stealing when you're stealing from a friend. Yeah, you're definitely... Breaking more than just the bro code there. You're, yeah. It's just it's it's not good. Yeah. There's nothing good about it. It's dirty money. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that wraps up Galactic Geek Out for this week. Let's move on to Forces of Destiny. <laughs> so, how much does BB-8 weigh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How much does an Ewok weigh? That was mine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I could buy Ray catching BB-8 okay. I don't know. It's How just... much does a, a loath cat weigh? That was a Tuka cat. Tuka cat? Well, the tuka name cat. of yeah. the cat was Tuka, right? Tuki. 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 But it's, it's apparently a, a Tuka oh, cat. Oh, okay. Not the tuka same. Tuka cat named right. Tuki. It looks like a loth cat, though. I thought it was a loth cat, too. Yeah. Well, they're on Garel anyway, so it's the same system. So, I mean, 
they're probably distantly distantly related. Like a crow and a raven. There you go. Similar, mm-hmm. different. It's like a what, what's what are those orange cats called? A orange they're tabbies or something. What are they called? Yeah, tabby cat, marmalade, orange, tabby mar- yeah, tabby orange cat tabby. And a thundercat, Himalayan. Cat. No, wait, that's yeah, a different I mean, podcast. Thundercat. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Thunder, thunder. Oh. Completely different. So, did you guys have a favorite or least favorite of the Forces of Destiny? Of the first um, eight that have come out? All right. So, we got Sansa Jakku and BB 8 Bandits. Those were the two mm-hmm. ones with Ray. Those were mm-hmm. pretty cool. Uh-huh. I really like those. Ewok Escape kind of rubbed me the wrong way for several reasons. <laughs> Mostly the Ewok weight thing. Uh, the Padawan Path, the first one with Ahsoka. It's just, I think that's when I started getting kind of weaker. As much as I love seeing Ahsoka again, the whole Clone War uh, aesthetics. The, the first couple felt like deleted scenes, which I really liked. Because mm-hmm. you could easily fit them in. Like, oh, that explains that. I mean, yeah. Ewok yeah. escape, you see how Leia got the Ewok dress she's wearing later in Return of the Jedi. It was like, that's that's a really yeah. cool little continuity thing there. Uh, Padawan Path, I don't know, it just kind of felt like a random little little story. Uh, it's supposed to be the ceremony thing, so it goes on our way too, but it's only Anakin and Yoda, and when she gets there, oh, here you go. Not much of a ceremony. <laughs> yeah. Here's, All those Jedi. Here's, here's, an, here's another thing. prize that Chewbacca doesn't get. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to your scars, Sky Guy? You know, it's just yeah. yeah. That's another thing there. That was a little weird. It wasn't uh, on this model of Ken doll. <laughs> Disney princesses cannot have scars. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Chicks dig scars, though, is not. Uh... <laughs> not if you're for- not in not forces of destiny, destiny no. apparently. Uh, Beast of Echo Base was all right. Uh huh. Yeah, the, yeah. I got no complaints there. The the imposter inside, the one with Padme. I wish was a little more creative. Yet again, another type of attack on Padme. Well, there's some sort of political thing going on. It's like how many of those were Clone War episode plots? Or movie plots? <laughs> I mean, right. Like, surely you could have thought of something more for that, right? Yeah. Uh, the Stranger, the one with Jen Erso. I was really looking forward to that one. Didn't like it. I think they got the character a little wrong. The character's inconsistent with what we've seen of Jin before Rogue One. She's all about helping people and the cat and and whatnot. And, you know, when we meet her in Rogue One, she's very distant and just on her own. and Self-preservation mode, yeah. Yeah. So it, that didn't click with me unless, I don't know, she didn't die, and this is after. <laughs> no, I could, I can argue. I I'm we kidding. can talk about it more later. I actually thought that was actually pretty in character for Jin. If you do some digging into the the supplemental um, 
companion materials. This week, I will allow. I will allow exhibit B companion materials (laughs) (laughs) because you know I think I think what we see in. In some of that, specifically I'm referring to, I guess, Rebel Rising, but also in Rogue One where she saves the little girl. I was going to bring that up. Jin definitely has an element of compassion for those uh, who are weaker or cannot stand up for themselves. And I think what we're seeing here is before Rogue One, before she's been in prison. So you think, you know, when they pick her up in Rogue One, she's been in prison for a while, um, it's not stated in the movie, but when you read Rebel Rising, like she's been in prison for a little while. Like she hasn't been there a week. It's it's months when they finally break her out. And so at that point, she'd become very beaten down and isolated and, you know, just kind of clinging to survival as best she can. But I think before that and after she's freed from prison, I think there's evidence in – in the other material that she actually does have a lot of compassion for people. And so I, I, you know, this, I wouldn't say that the stranger was my favorite, um, short out of the forces of destiny, but I actually think they did a a good job of capturing Jin's character for myself. And I, I come at this having, having read rebel rising recently, having read, catalyst and the rogue one novelization and kind of having that that background so i was not um thrown off but i could see potentially how other people might be if if they haven't read any of that i really gotta read all that stuff i mean i i thought back to to when she saves the, the child in, in the in the film but the circumstances were totally different that was in the middle of a battle and you know she's not heartless. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I just couldn't see her getting involved with stormtroopers that have a beef with a cat for some reason. You know, so that just seemed weird to me. But you're right; I haven't read any of the. Well, I you know I think B stuff. <laughs> I think the Empire doesn't like cats because Vader's allergic. <laughs> they get in a suit and mess up his air. Filters. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> dander is the damnedest thing. And it's everywhere, it's, it's, like sand, like sand. <laughs> sand. It gets everywhere. <laughs> That's why Vader has to wear the mask. He's really just a, very highly allergic to cats, and he can't breathe regular air because of the cat dander. It's, it all makes sense now, folks. I mean, the stormtroopers <laughs> straight up had a regulation that they coded for her. I yeah. want to know exactly what the regulation says. Just no, no animals no. over a certain size are right. allowed. Is like on the pets. street. Like I, it's just this poor little girl petting a a, a, a tuka cat. Uh-huh. Tuka cat. Just uh, just you know, she's minding her own business. Like, what was the what was the big deal? It's like, damn, stormtrooper, you're like the disgruntled uh, tick parking ticket guy that's just having a bad day, so he tickets everybody. Well. There, there probably were stormtroopers like that. True. <laughs> what y'all think of uh, the last one, uh, Bounty of Trouble? I liked it. 
Um, I thought it was fun. It was nice to see Leia and Sabine interact. That, uh, yeah, that was cool. So that also takes place on Garel, both the mm-hmm. the Stranger and Bounty of Trouble. Ooh. And I was trying to remember in the Leia episode of Rebels in season two, mm-hmm. she meets up with Ezra and Kanan. But does she actually meet up with Sabine at that point? Do they have any interaction in that episode? I don't believe so. Uh, I can't remember. I didn't I just have... remember her talking to Ezra mostly. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't have time to go back and double check. So it was kind of nice to get if if they didn't. It was kind of nice to see some contact between the the two of them to kind of add a a dimension to that, you know, in addition to interacting with, with Ezra and Kanan, well, that she's I mean, also she, interacted with the go- the others in the ghost crew. She interacts with everybody at one point in the crew, I, I think. Okay. But her main, the main crutch of that episode was her and Ezra's interactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it was nice seeing the two, the two of them, uh, pull up, pull out this little mini, Mini mission with a yeah. random IG-88. <laughs> yeah. On their tail. Slowest, slowest moving assassin droid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that 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 was the first thing that I noticed, too, when IG-88 came out. And he's just kind of like lumbering, like like slow, classic Frankenstein. Just... He was and really, like, you know, 20, this is not, 20 years... This is not the same type of assassin droid that we see in the Clone Wars that's like jumping up on shelving and like hanging from the ceiling and shooting guns and like actually a threat, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, 20 years later, you know, that that slows down all of us a little bit, even, (laughs) even a droid. So maybe he'd missed an oil bath or something. No, he just watched Friday the 13th, and he thought, ooh, I should just <laughs> right. slowly. I'm totally going Jason style. <laughs> I'm all Jason Voorhees up in here. Yeah. Um. Well, I I really I really enjoyed these. I mean, I, I would say that they were maybe a little bit variable in terms of, you know, which which ones I liked or what I thought worked. Um but i think i think personally i think my favorite was the imposter inside with padme and ahsoka just because it takes us back to the clone wars era but it's actually the one i'm like super nitpicky about also and can find a lot of problems with counterintuitively yeah. <laughs> um but it was just it was just nice to see ahsoka and padme have have that interaction and have a little snippet together. I think my least favorite was the Ewok escape. Uh, I don't know. It just didn't really gel for me, I guess. I don't know. And I, and I, was it, was it the 400 pound Ewok that somehow (laughs) lifted up two stormtroopers? You know, and then Spider-Man Leia jumping up and catching it like halfway up the tree. Well, you know, Leia, I can kind of write off because she's got the latent force ability, right? So she's probably using the force a little bit. Um, no, and it's not even the 400 pound Ewok (laughs) that I'm just just saying, Wicket needs to go on a diet, a wicked diet. (laughs) 
wicked diet. They don't. There was just something about I don't know. It just there, you know there it, there's some science in there somewhere, and you're the scientist, cat. Maybe I'm just full of baloney, but in my brain, <laughs> you know, an, an Ewok um, with you know whatever the mass density of that little furball thing is, um, swinging, jump, using inertia and gravity and an axis point uh, and axle point on like um would he wrap the vine around the the tree or something right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the the weight ratio could be dispelled because of the the inertia effect of a moving ewok <laughs> based yeah, on I where mean, theoretically that that vine loops over i mean <laughs> I'm, I Plus mean, I'm, the gravity I'm on uh, uh, <laughs> on Endor might be a little different than our standard. I mean, there's some science in there you can explain away, right? Well, no. Kat and I had a huge discussion about it. And even if the gravity was, like, heavier, it would also make the stormtroopers heavier. So, Or, it, it or lighter. Out. It, lighter, though. If the gravity's lighter, you, you run into the you run into the same up. issue. Yeah, that would make Wicked lighter too. The ratio still stays the same, you know. Well, and that's where it, the the inertia and the 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 uh, what is that called the the apex of the uh, the point. Oh, I'm. <laughs> Don't talk to me about You're physics the science and math. I'm, person. I'm, Come on. I'm a biologist. I'm a biologist, man, not a physicist. Don't talk to me. Okay, I all right. get get my I husband mean, the engineer in here. Science. Um <laughs> which is yeah, which is why which was why Adrian and I were discussing how much a an Ewok could potentially weigh right. and whether a whether a dog was a better analogy or a bear in terms of physiology. But in any case, I say it's a big dog. Um, <laughs> I say bear. In any case, there was bear. just some <laughs> small bear. Oh, yes. Right. Um, but there was just something about that short that just didn't gel for me as like the two Ray episodes prior to it. Could it be? Had worked. Could it be the placement of that episode? Potentially. Following two after- strong episodes that really set the series up. You know, you get a you get the only back to back continuing story mm-hmm. in the two ray episodes right that's true that that can work as a standalone at least the first episode can the second one's kind of dependent on the first mm, one on the first one yeah. um so you're you're starting to get you know a certain flavor and then immediately you go to ewoks which for some star wars fans is an automatic like oh man ewoks but i don't feel that way i've always loved the ewoks mm-hmm. Me neither. I love um, Ewoks too. But I mean, there for some fans, there's that negative connection just by even looking at the Ewoks, compounded with <laughs> a voice mismatch for voice acting with yeah, Leia's character. And, and I, I don't want to denigrate the actress. I don't either. I mean, obviously, let, no, she's doing the job that she's been paid to do. Exactly. And, and she's she's but, doing a fine job, but I mean, we're so mm-hmm. used to 
Carrie Fisher's it's so voice. Hard. That it's yeah. hard to just let it go. And I know this is, is on me and not on her. But at Oh, the, it's on me too. At the at the same time, when you're casting a character, you know, of somebody that, that has already uh, been, you know, so well known. Don't you want to try to cast somebody that's a, a at least a, a similar tonal feel? I would think so. Yeah, and this um, just—it's Carrie—is it the same actress that did the voice for Rebels? It is. I was not. about to say that I don't remember having this issue with the Rebels actress. Yeah. It is not the same actress that did Rebels. Um, there, there's two different actresses. Okay, and I think I think that does play a slight part in kind of like the the suspension of disbelief having to get my brain to process yeah. her voice yeah. as Leia is kind of like uh uh and my brain doesn't really kind of want to make those two things meet um just because it's so ingrained that that this is Carrie Fisher is Leia. Yeah. And so it's hard. It was, it was hard. Mm-hmm. That's, that's part of the problem. Definitely. And again, not to say that the voice actress is not good because she was just fine. It's just, <laughs> it's just in my brain. Yeah, in my no, head. It's, it's all it's, in my head. It's, it's, totally. <laughs> totally. But at the same time, I think that's on, on the casting. I don't think it's on us. Yes, I think it's and, on the casting. I think. And maybe they should have done a, a better job of well, maybe they got as close as they could get maybe for the price they for, wanted for me that weakens this episode for me it's, it's actually not even the ewok thing it's the schoolyard bully stormtroopers like hey you ewok nerds you know what is this a weapon right Psh. right you know, stormtroopers just shoot them, you know? I don't think yeah. they'd really just be harassing them. Like, Yeah, it does. It feels like a, a bully from an 80s teen. Exactly. Yeah. I, I totally get it. For me, it's like, dude, no, Stormtroopers would just, uh, vermin, shoot them. Right. Oh, we missed. Get closer. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I, I did I did think it was kind of a, a, a little bit amusing that they're like, I'm surprised that they haven't wiped, wiped them all out or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. There was kind of a little, a little schoolyard bullying there. So I can tell you that the the woman who voiced Leia in Forces of Destiny is Shelby Young, and in Rebels it's Julie Dolan okay. who voiced Leia. All right. Um. So not not the same voice actress. Not at all. There. Yeah. Unless she's changed um, her name completely and her voice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so the voice did take me out of it a little, I don't know, it just, I guess back compared to the, the back-to-back Ray episodes, it was maybe a little bit of a letdown. Well, of course. I'm, I mean, I like the, the feeling of these as kind of like deleted scenes as things that we didn't see before. I think that actually works for really well for this kind of medium just for framing it in your in your brain yeah Yeah. exactly i mean i actually think that works really well so it's cute and i'm harping on the ewok escape you know i i think the story itself is is cute you know he's wicked's trying to help his friends leia helps wicked they escape beat the stormtroopers she gets a new dress you know 
we see where that goes. But I don't know. It just of all of the ones of the eight that have been released, I just I think it's my my least favorite of the okay. eight. But I enjoyed all of them. Yeah, me and too. And it's not to say not to say that I thought thought it was bad. What it's was just, your favorite I one? Think, um, well, I liked the imposter inside with Padme and Ahsoka just because I'm a fan of the Clone Wars prequel era. I liked having them interact, but it's also one I could get super nitpicky about as Adrian was saying, it's kind of the same plot that we've seen multiple times with Padme. There are a bunch of other nitpicky things I could get into. Like why is Padme wearing her action Padme outfit when she's like going to be hosting? Yeah. (laughs) Going to be hosting some important, you know, dinner with, a delegation, you know, and she's wearing her, her white action outfit. Um, I don't think so. (laughs) Padme would never, uh, the nitpick I have with that episode is just at the end, how nonchalantly, yeah, we'll reschedule. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No big deal. No big deal. Right. It's not like coming from another planet or anything. Yeah. They get, uh, they get super (laughs) upset about using utensils, but go ahead and change the plans. No big deal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, Last minute cancellation. Right. But but it was really nice to see Ahsoka and Padme interact and get another little bit of the friendship that we saw develop between the two of them in the Clone Wars mm-hmm. and just get another little snippet of that. So so I enjoyed it for that reason, you know. How how in the Clone Wars series, how what usually ends up being the catalyst for Padme and Ahsoka interacting? It's usually through Anakin or the one time ah- Ahsoka was having visions of Padme getting killed. Mm-hmm. It's usually some sort of sort of Jedi business, right? Yeah, but the the Jedi are also involved in making sure that Things are safe and secure. I mean, haven't we seen that in other, maybe not with Ahsoka and Padme per se, but, you know. I, I, think, I think that's what makes it, uh, we're going to be nitpicking, and I just thought of this. <laughs> I think I don't like this one too much, just because, I, I mean, it's a two-minute short, so obviously we're not going to get too much backstory, but I, I, I don't know why Ahsoka would be the one making sure the dinner is going okay. You know, why not Anakin? Like, we've seen, I mean, there's actual, uh, the, they did that in the Clone Wars. Anakin was there for that, oh, that one dinner where they sent, uh, they sent 3PO and R2 out to go buy some fruit. <laughs> yes. So oh, we've seen Anakin in that position oh, yeah. too. <laughs> I, so I just couldn't think of a really, you know, good reason to actually have Ahsoka there. To the yeah, point where, I, you know, oh, I you do, know, it's my night off. I'll stay for dinner too. Now that you bring it up again, you know, I, it's like one I, of those. I do, I do. I mean, you said it yourself. It is kind of nitpicky. So, I mean, yeah. I, I obviously they just wanted to put the two characters together. Let's just let them do it. Don't don't overthink yeah. why. You know, yeah. If you, I, if you start overthinking whys on two minute shorts, we're we're not going to enjoy them as much. So just, <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. Yeah, let let like, and, I, and I even said that it's breath. just. Yeah, no, you did, you did, but I'm yeah. reinforcing that for you. Just let let it happen, man. Let let 
I mean, these let let's let's frame the reference point here. They're all like two two and a half minute shorts, and they're meant for little kids to buy the dolls that they're coming out with. We're big kids. We're big kids. Yeah, collectors like, like us. <laughs> but I, but I think they're really they're really trying to make a monster high for Star Wars. You know, little girls that can. You know, the glom on to these dolls and little boys too, but but primarily appealing to the female audience. That's why we're getting all the female leads in these, right? It's 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 appealing, it's attractive to to the daughters out there as opposed to the sons. Um and 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 that's the angle they're going with, you know. These aren't meant to be really thought provoking um story enhancing episodes they're two minute quick shorts with with bb8 having cartoon physics and and ewoks also having cartoon physics and and you know and and scenarios that normally wouldn't necessarily take place in in the the main release of star wars stuff so no, it's I, just I, I, meant to be fun. It's meant to be not a throwaway, but not taken too seriously. Enjoy it. Let it happen. And enjoy. No, uh, uh, and I totally am enjoying it. I'm just, I think that's. I think that's why I like the first three much more because you already know what the context is. Sansa Jakku and BB-8 bandits are deleted scenes. You know yeah. why BB-8 is there. You know what's going on with Ray. Yeah. Uh, Ewok escape. Oh, it's something Leia was up to all. Sure, you know, she was separated from the rest of the rest of the gang. Right. We didn't need backstory on that because we already knew them. And right. For me, being you know who I am, that really that helped it for me. Those episodes. Yeah. So I, I guess that's just my, yeah. You're right. It's just like my little nitpick issue. Mm-hmm. But I did enjoy all of them. I'm not saying it's... So would you say Imposter Inside is is your least favorite episode? Yeah. Yeah. And what was your favorite? My favorite? Yeah. Uh Yeah, probably Sans or BB8 Bandits, one of those. Yeah. I wanted to like The Stranger just cuz I was excited to see more Jenner so But I I just thought it was okay. I don't dislike it, but Yeah. I, I was like yeah, it's, it's it did the job. The cat was cute, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sell more toys, maybe. Maybe we'll get Jin with a Tuka cat. Totally. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. John, did you have a particular favorite out of the shorts? Or you know, I think I felt all the feels for Sands of Jakku. You know, I was mm-hmm. totally into it, and I think I got the most enjoyment out of that one. So I guess you know claiming that as my favorite. Yeah, okay, I can go with that. I, I liked them all a lot, but I I think I got the most enjoyment out of the very first one because, oh my gosh, it's Daisy and oh and BB and, uh, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's the real, <laughs> You're it's, laying it out they there, got man. the real actress to voice and that's so cool, you know? I was totally, yeah, I just, I got the most feels out of that. And I didn't have a problem with the, the Kojima worm, you know, um, becoming a giant, metal eating monster i thought that was okay i'm i'm okay with that um, he's done for yeah Jakku Graboid. Yeah, whatever sure sure <laughs> um in terms of a least favorite i don't know if i really even have one i i think i think outside of that that first episode and the second one 
Um, they're all about the same for me. You know, I, mm-hmm. I have likes and dislikes about all of them. The Echo Base one, you know, it's like, all right, why, why couldn't Chewbacca pull the arm off the, the Wampa, you know? Fend for himself and, and all that. So, but it was okay. It was an all right episode. Um, Dude, Chewbacca had some major claws in that episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Werewolf fan. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I like I do the think, Leia Chewbacca hug we got. I think, yeah, <laughs> I, I like that too. That was cute. I do. I think, I do think, I think the my biggest critique is the Leia voice. You know, I think it's just a miscast voice. Um, and I, I mean, as a, vo- as a voice actor, I would love to, to land a job on a Star Wars cartoon. That would be like the ultimate. Um, so I, I don't want to diss on the actress. Um, I just think it's a miscast. I think she's a fine actress and everything. I just don't think she's, she's our Leia, you know? That's all. I still enjoyed the episodes, though. I liked Echo Base. I liked um, Bounty of Trouble and uh, and Ewok Escape. I, I I love Ewok, so I was good with that one too. I like seeing the Death Star, the second Death Star in the sky. Yeah, the way the episode started, I was like, "Oh, it's a Death Star. I like that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was cool. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, piece of Echo Base. We got a little three PO cameo there too. A little vocal cameo. I thought that was yes, neat. right? Yeah. Anthony Daniels continuing to collect on every piece of Star Wars property. Sure, that- <laughs> hey, right? <laughs> Good for him. Totally. Yeah, that there. was. And of course, he's mistimed. Poor three PO. Um. <laughs> so uh, your your least favorite cat was Ewok Escape, right? That's the one you. Yeah, I mean, with. I. I say that. I mean, like, like John and I think like you, you know, I I I enjoyed, they're all, they're all enjoyable. So saying I have a least favorite, you know, again, it's kind of like, like, yeah, like I liked all of them. I just, if I'm pick, you know, going through and picking, maybe that's kind of the bottom, but eh, you know, I still like it. I thought it was cute. One thing that that I am really liking about these as they're like perfect for my kids Mm -hmm. who are three and a half and, you know, have not been exposed to that much star Wars, at least in the visual medium. And so I, one morning started, I was like, Oh, let's watch this guys. Let's watch this together. And now, you know, it was the first one Sands of Jakku with Ray and BB eight. And so now every morning they're like, mommy, I want to watch BB eight. (laughs) And, you know, so every morning I was able to go through and like add another one and just, you know, keep cycling through all the shorts. And and it's it's fun to see them enjoy that and, you know, ask about who the characters are and start picking out characters that they like. And I think it's a it's a nice way to expose a younger audience and like they don't care for the context right no not like, at that all doesn't, yeah. that doesn't mean yeah. anything this to is them. made like, for it them does to us and so they think they're just like hey this is a really cute droid i really like bb8 or those ewoks are really cool <laughs> you know so <laughs> they so i i, or I am enjoying, still can't hit anything 
Yeah. <laughs> the stormtroopers are bad guys, mommy. That's right. Um, <laughs> go root for the Ewoks. Um, the, you know, the, so it's, it's been nice having these as kind as a way to have my kids watch a little piece of Star Wars without kind of having to deep dive into stuff that they won't really understand yet. The other cool uh, if thing that makes sense is that you already know coming into it that these aren't going to be too heavy for them. So you can mm-hmm. you can watch them for the first time with them also watching it for the first time and get that a first Star Wars first with them. I watched yeah. Imposter Inside with my grandson and he loved it. Mm-hmm. And when it was over, yeah. he said, "Try again," meaning he wanted to watch it again. <laughs> Try, yeah. again. Try again. Try again. Try again. So cute. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's been the same with my kids like they, you know, it's not there's nothing so scary. I do know what like when we watched Sands of Jakku, they kind of jumped a little when the the worm jumps out of the sand and grabs BB-8. Yeah. Um, you know that that elicited a a startled reaction, but uh-huh. they weren't they weren't scared, no. you know. There was you know nothing too scary and so I had a jump I'm too. Act- yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I was pretty terrified at one point. I mean, did you guys look at Anakin? Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, just <gasps> they're just trying to emphasize how pretty he is. Right. Um he's a good-looking I mean, guy. This yeah. is the one time that all the Disney haters out there this is the one time where I'm like, "All right, all right, I'll give you this one." I mean, he he I looked just, like a, he looked like a Disney princess more than any of the other female yeah, uh, I, leads in these. I'm just disappointed they forgot a scar. A scar. Yeah, i i could I could care less about the hair or the lips or whatever people <laughs> want to talk about. The full luscious lips. <laughs> Anakin's supposed to be a good looking guy, whether or not you agree with this particular cartoon representation, whatever. But the scar, guys, come on! How could you forget the scar? <laughs> Anakin does have yeah. boy band qualities. Totally. <laughs> just, just saying, there was an. I, I, I'm not lying. I actually gasped a bit when I saw him. Not a big over the top, <gasps> but it was, it was a, a subdued. Whoa, no, it's one of those things. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't prepped for that. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I like Yoda. Yoda was, was fine. Yoda looked good. I mean, for Yoda. Yeah, it's just another, you know, it's, it's just it's the style Yoda. of the... I mean, can he, can he have, like, the same style in more than one form of Star Wars? Like... No. I guess not, yeah. It just... The least consistently appearing character in all the movies, you know? He looked way better than Rebels Yoda, so... Rebels yeah, Yoda did. was pretty weird looking, yeah. Yeah. But I agree, Rebels he looked Yoda, better than that. I see Rebels Yoda in my nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Phantom, Phantom Menace Yoda is the scary one for me. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's, that's kind of tied with Rebels Yoda. Rebels Yoda's of... right there, though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but so, I... No, go ahead, Kat. 
I was I was just gonna say even even or in spite of uh, Anakin's appearance in the Padawan path, I actually I really enjoyed that one too. Probably because you know partly it's Ahsoka. And, you know, there's kind of some Clone Wars feels that go along with that, especially when he, at the end, when um, Anakin's like, I'm proud of you, Snips. And I'm like, <laughs> sobbing. Let me just go sob in a corner. Um, some feels right there. <laughs> but they were they were all fun. I mean, I, I've, en- I've enjoyed and I've gone back and rewatched them several times. And mm-hmm. That's been fun. I'm looking forward to the next eight. So yeah, in September. Uh, <laughs> as I was gonna bring up, this is the first round. You the next round come out in September, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're gonna get Hera stuff, Maz stuff, hopefully some more Jin stuff. Are there any uh, particular type of stories you guys might want to see for the next round? Anything specific? Because I, I I I got mine. Okay, what do you got? I, I kind of mentioned it to Cat earlier, but I think it would be totally cool if we could get a Leia one on the on the Death Star while she's being held hostage, and it, maybe she you know tries a an escape attempt or something. Obviously, she fails, has to get sent back. Right. But I think that'd be a great way for us to you know maybe get a little Vader there, a little Grand Moff Tarkin. You know, maybe see her kick some Stormtrooper butts. I like it for a little bit. <laughs> I think that'd be a cool little short. I like it. And even then, that kind of fits in what what I like about the other ones where they're like deleted scenes. Maybe you have the context already. Maybe you have her go into a different garbage chute, and that's why she already knows that the garbage chute is a good way out. Okay. Yeah. Good good idea there, man. Yeah. Something. That'd make it kind of comical, too. Yeah. Then you got yeah. the Dianaga making a cameo. Yeah, dude, plenty of gold there, I think, for a Leia <laughs> Death Star uh, short. I like it. It's a good idea. Can we recast the actress first? <laughs> it's probably uh, too late for that, John. Yeah. I, mean, I know, um Go ahead, Kat. Go ahead. Oh, I was I was gonna say that yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to getting Hera in in one of the future oh, episodes. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I'm a Padme fangirl, so I would really like to have another episode of Padme and uh I think Adrian and I talking before we Oh yeah, you had a really good this, idea. Um was that it'd be it'd be kinda cool if we saw like Padme and maybe Mon Mothma in a scene together. Um I think my suggestion was that um maybe we could have one of the scenes that was deleted from Revenge of the Sith, where they're actually plotting what will become the Rebel Alliance. And that could make kind of a cool little short and make that canon. Um, since I don't, I guess technically it's a deleted scene, so not canon or whatever. I don't know. But, but some sort of variation cool. of that I think would be really dope. Yeah. That's well, another... And- that's another doll you can sell Mon Mothma pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I I mean, this is a very mild critique in terms of critiques. <laughs> Didn't make any sense <laughs> at all. Gosh. <laughs> so elegant. Eloquent. Um, and but elegant. Like, You're very elegant. Yeah. 
Thanks, John. Um, my my one critique um, is that, or another critique is that, you know, in all these shorts, like these ladies are all kicking butt, which is cool on like a physical level, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Ahsoka destroying robots, you've got Leia taking out and Jin taking out stormtroopers, you've got Ray. Well, in the first one, she kind of ends up making friends, but then she's also in the ne- in the uh, BB-8 bandits, you know, defeating the 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 gang that wants to steal with, BB-8 with and, the the vintage Return of the Jedi style speeder bikes. Yes, that was yeah. cool. By the way, just <laughs> throw that in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I, you know, part of me thinks it would be really cool to have like another Padme episode where she's actually doing like her diplomatic politician thing as opposed to, or in addition to, you know, kicking butt and taking out bounty hunters with vases. Um, <laughs> I, you know, just, you know, there's, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, a different yes, type of battlefield. Yeah. You know, like, I yes, kicking butt is awesome. And you know, it's, it's awesome that these, that these women are all, fit and able to handle themselves but yeah you know there there are different types of battlefields you know battles of words battles of wits so it'd be it'd be cool to see that a slight something slightly different also yeah that's totally unique to padme's character she's a yeah politician and none of the other characters have that uh expertise or willingness so except leia i mean technically leia and maybe we leia but yeah um, which we don't, you know, really in in the movies, we don't really see very much of either. So it could be cool to see something like that in in one of these shorts as well. Mm-hmm. What we see with Leia when we do see it, it's, you know, she's just being manipulative. You know, she's playing she's playing the side she's quote unquote on. You know what I mean? When we we, we saw that with Bounty of Trouble. It's like, yes, super yeah, help me. She's, yeah, she's using her 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 diplomatic position to yeah. cover up her other activities well as with yeah. padme she's actually trying she's actually fighting for change she's actually so yeah i could totally i'd be totally done for an episode like that too That's how about a really good uh throwback to where she's queen amidala and you get that would be a costume awesome. change for a new action figure and I'm down i'd buy it yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, and then you have her use the Battle of the Wits kind of um, as the queen of Naboo. John, I I Very am cool. digging it. I I that would be awesome to see. I can only hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can dig it. God, there's so much potential in these oh, little things. Oh yeah, for me, like I would love to see another Ray episode, but set it at like somehow in the uh Maz's castle, you know, and have uh have her in there as well as another minifigure to sell <laughs> instead of just the voice introducing each episode. Maz is getting an episode in the second round. Oh, is she? Okay. All right. Well she was in the trailer, wasn't she? I, 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 yes, I remember I seeing th- Maz over a fire okay. like, at a campfire. I, yes, I think there is um yeah, there was there was footage. Do you call it footage when it's animated? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all footage. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that there was there was footage of 
of Moz. So I think she will be featuring into into one of the next shorts but in some capacity. I would so. I would love to have her and and because I'm so much in love with Daisy Ridley, her and Daisy in an episode at the castle. Awesome. Maybe like um, they've got too many drunk aliens and they're trying to make advances and they have to thwart off the aliens <laughs> that are too, getting a little too handsy and tentacly and yeah. Okay, so here's another one I'm going to throw at you Okay, guys. bring it on, brother. We're, we're talking about all these awesome, you know, lady characters, the way they kick butts, the different ways they kick butts. Let's flip it, though. How about a Captain Phasma short or a Assad short? Ooh. That's actually, so while I was watching these, I would actually love to see this done for, like, the villains. Yeah, not exactly. Even, not even, like, specifically the lady villains, but, like, all of them, you know, just to get little little two minute snippets of. <laughs> I mean, this is it's 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 fun like that, right? You know, either as kind of deleted scenes or something that we didn't haven't seen before. I mean, you could. I feel like this has a wide range potential to it, where YouTube you could format. use it, yeah, to use it to explore all sorts of different Star Wars characters. I mean, I of course, as a woman, I love that it's about the you know some of the kind of the the leading ladies of the series yeah. and i think that's really great but i think it ha- also has the potential to expand beyond that you could explore a ton of characters within the star wars universe doing something like this actually a series like this aimed at i guess little little boys you know if this is targeting little girls a series aimed at little boys showing some of the dark side characters <laughs> <laughs> i'd be pretty dumb with that too I don't know. I'm for, I'm, I'm kind of more apt to just you know since it's so directly aimed at the female characters. I'm totally cool with that. So let's see the 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 dark side female characters. Let's see Phasma. Let's see um, uh, the like, seventh, I would love to see the seventh sister. Hey, the seventh sister. That's another hey, one. That's, right? that's a ni- yeah, that's a nice callback. You know, let's let's see some of these other. Um, Afra. Yeah. I mean, you could. How about. Um, yeah. Um, how about. Um, what's his name? Sister. Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. I... <laughs> oh, gullet. Put gullets. Oh, Stila. Yeah, Stila. Yeah. Stila. Oh, yeah. That, that Let's would see be. Stila. That would be like, awesome. Borgolette's sister. No. <laughs> Adrian's like, what did I miss? <laughs> What's, what movie was this in? Is this one yeah, of the that, novels? <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, you could – I there's a, there's a lot that you could explore outside of kind of the main – Sure heroines. Yeah. You know, other, other characters that have been introduced and then um, – gone to the wayside so yeah that's i hey john let's, i'm let's see i'm an, all about that let's do it let's see an ula episode hey she did not get what she deserved definitely that was, not that was just mean <laughs> shmi you know it would shmi. be awesome to see shmi yeah. Ooh, because shmi because you know she gets her 
you know, Phantom of Phantom Menace and then dies in Attack well, of the Clones. And so we great could to finally, see more of her. We could finally see her animated brother, Shmoo. <laughs> well, you guys are too Dog. young for Shmoo, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't. Shmoo was I a know thing. Google it. <laughs> you, know, you know, we're going to go that far, too. Why not some of the other, like, Lady Jedi? Shakti, Ayla, Barris, yeah. Luminara. You I mean, Luminara. you got so many. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tiplar and Tip Lee from Tiplar uh, and Tip Lee, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about him. Yeah, so much potential there. Yeah, see somebody from Lucasfilm. I mean, hire us. We've got ideas. We could make it happen. Um <laughs> Well right, Lucasfilm, this is what you gonna do. One of one of us <laughs> first one, Asajj during her bunny hunter days that we hardly saw. Yeah, that'd be That'd be awesome. That would be cool. Yeah, it, it'd be cool to see. Asa- yeah, she gets she gets really interesting as the Clone series goes on. So it'd be awesome to see some more of that. And yeah, there's a whole range. They could do a lot with this. So I mean, I don't know. So I mean, it, it, I th- it, you don't need to bring the fellas in to keep it interesting. That's my point. No. Nope. <laughs> I agree, John. But I I think at this point it's just the next eight planned, and then maybe depending on how well things do, maybe they'll do some more. So watch them. Ooh, uh, the Duchess, <laughs> Duchess Satine. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, sure, yeah. Maybe another Neat. little Obi Wan type of adventure there too, just so we yeah. get more Obi Wan. Get yeah. get Jet back in the role. I like it. Mina Bon Terry from the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're thinking They're here. a lot. They um, could... I'm blanking on her name right now, the bounty hunter. Um, Sugi? Aura Zing. Oh, Aura Zing, yeah. 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 Look yeah. at this film. Pablo, please hire us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody. We work, we work cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We just, just want, want to be involved. <laughs> yeah, we just want to have our our name on your IMDb page. That's it. Yeah. That's all we're asking for. <laughs> yeah. So heck, we'll even do another say episode for you. You know, on Camino or something. Right. We 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 got yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> so we can dream. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think this this kind of format has a lot of potential. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if, if after they air the next eight in September, if they'll decide to revisit it in some other ways or explore some other characters. But I think it'd be cool if they did. I think it makes kind of a nice addition to um, the expanded universe as it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, allow allows you to get a few little snippets without necessarily having to create massive TV shows or movies or whatever, you know, it's fun and it's great for kids. So I'm all about it. You know, it's an experiment I think they're conducting that's working. So I can only see it going up and bigger from here. All on YouTube, all on the online and the social. So. Gotta love it. Yeah. 
Well, I guess now it's time for Star Wars Would You Rather. And now it's time for the game that's sweeping the galaxy from the ice planet of Hoth to the sun-drenched sands of Jakku. It's time for Star Wars Would You Rather. Sorry about the mess. But droids are not welcome here. They're ruining the whole game. All right. So this week on Star Wars Would You Rather, we're going to go away from the gross and the disgusting um, and have a different kind of annoying. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. We asked for it. You did, yeah. Yeah. Not not too thought-provoking. Well, maybe. It depends on, on, on how you feel about this. But would you rather only listen to Max Rebo Band like that's your only music choice or start every single day of your life rewatching the entire Clone Wars movie before you do anything else that day <laughs> Dude, we said no gross one this week right yeah <laughs> yeah would so would you have to get up like two hours early to watch the Clone Wars movie? Or you're two hours late for everything? Your choice. <laughs> so they have it on in the background while I make breakfast. You have to watch you know, it. You like have sit to sit down and watch it. Sit, sit down sit and down. rewatch it in its entirety every single day before you do anything else. <sighs> so I can't even make breakfast and then sit down and watch no. it with a burrito. No. Nope. Your breakfast burrito has to wait two hours. You monster. Or, okay. or... I'll kill you. Or you get no more Streetlight Manifesto. No more <sighs> Beatles. No more Stones. No more Barry Manilow. All you get is Max Rebo Band. On repeat. Every music you hear, elevator music, everything... All Max Rebo band. Oh, I thought that as soon as you brought it up. So, I mean, it's easy to pick Clone Wars every day, but how long before you get suicidal or something, you know? Right. Yeah, <laughs> no. Jeez. Not to go dark here, but damn. I'd go Clone Wars just so I can still have my, my jams because I need my jams. People need their gems. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Ugh. I think about watching the Clone Wars movie every day. <laughs> like, maybe the Max Rebo band wouldn't be so bad. But... Jabba's Hutling. I'm just gonna the, throw it out there. The... the I can, I can live uh. with the... Uh, Whatever his name was. Uh, um, <laughs> see, I've already forgotten. <laughs> Rhoda. Rhoda. <laughs> it wasn't Rhoda's fault. Um, Pumpkin. <laughs> Punky Muffet. <laughs> um, but at least after you watch The Clone Wars, you could 
immediately, you know, turn on some sort of other music you liked and forget or, about or it. Or watch whatever else you want afterwards. Or watch, yeah, watch whatever else you, oh yeah, so like if it was only the Max Rebo band, does that mean all soundtracks? All, everything are, is Max everything. Rebo band, every music, <laughs> every music. So so if you're watching, like, let's say Mission Impossible. Right. Max the Mission Rebo Impossible theme is suddenly yeah. Max Rebo Band, yeah. Mission Impossible. Yeah. I, I, you're watching Titanic, right? You don't get near far, no matter where you are or whatever the lyrics are. You get Max Rebo Band. Oh my God! All right. Well, oh, good Lord. yeah. Then, then in that case, it's pretty easy to be like, Nah, I think I'm gonna go with the Clone Wars movie. And I know John's gonna go with that one too. You live and die for music. Dude. I do. Yeah. No, that's a no brainer for me. I'll watch the Clone Wars every. I'll learn every single beat of that movie. Every line, every single I will, frame. I will, yep, I will totally have it memorized. It'll be forever ingrained in my head, but I cannot imagine living in a world without being able to listen to the Beatles again. God, the Beatles as played by... Max Rebo. No, it wouldn't even be that. It'd just be the Max Rebo band song. You, you. Oh, so it's not even. It's not right. even the Max Rebo band right. doing covers. Right. Of, oh, it's just. Right. Oh my god. Right. That's it. That's all you get, dude. That's like some horrible Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> oh God, no, 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 no. I'm out. Yeah. Eject. Here. <laughs> Clone Wars all day, every day. Not all day. Just the first what. Just okay. Hour and forty five. How long's Clone Wars movie? <laughs> two hours. An hour uh, and it's 30. not. It's not even two hours. Okay. Yeah. We're good. You know, eventually though, think long term here. You're gonna go crazy, and it will be all day every day because you're gonna lose your damn mind, and you're just gonna be quoting the whole movie in a straitjacket in a rubber room, just. <laughs> Going pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin over and over I, again. I I would <laughs> I would absolutely go crazier if I couldn't hear Led Zeppelin again, if I couldn't hear Pavarotti, if I couldn't hear Harry Connick Jr., if I couldn't hear Paul Simon, if I couldn't hear the Guess Who, if I couldn't hear you know, I mean this is all like even stuff like you you never hardly listen to, like uh I don't know. Uh, mm, the Max Rebo band? Let, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Dizzy Gillespie, you know, some of the old jazz greats and stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't be able to have that anymore, you know. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't do a world like that. Fire up the Clone no Wars. Brainer. No brainer this week, John. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think you're right. Well, that's what happens when I go away from disgusting. <laughs> no brainer. Although this one, this one was still disgusting, just in a different way. Yeah, I, I mean, think so too. Yeah, especially if it's a special edition Max Rebo band. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> Little Jedi rocks for you. Little yeah, Jedi rocks. Nice. nice. That's what it should be. Jedi rocks for everything. Oh, God. Uh, oh. 
That'd be terrible. Ooh. That'd be horrible. You did something horrible, and now you're paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, after that horrible look into an alternate future, how's about we move on to Attack of the Fandom? Let's do it. We're under attack! On the double! Attack of the Phantom is our weekly look at things inside and outside of the Star Wars fandom that we are currently enjoying. And I think this week, Adrian should go first. Because <laughs> I think we can guess what his Attack of the Fandom might be, but maybe he'll surprise Possibly. us. Possibly? Possibly? Yes! <laughs> oh my god, you guys. You guys have got to go watch the new Spider-Man. Cat, take your kids. John, <laughs> take your kids and your grandkids. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is just fun, fun. It's a blast of a family movie. It's, I mean, it's, it's so. I mean, you guys like Spider-Man, right? What's, love, yeah. Not, not even like love. Spider well, right? Spider-Man might be my all-time favorite superhero. It's pretty, that, it's, it's pretty close. It's pretty close, you know. Um, depending on the day, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, or the X-Men, you know. Those are my that's my jam in comics. But all good choices. Mostly Spider-Man. I mean, uh uh just uh oh. John Romita and uh, John Romita Jr. and all those guys—they brought Spider-Man into my to my world, and and you know, oh, I just love Spider-Man. <laughs> you did you watch uh, the '60s show as a kid? Oh yeah, you bet. I watched I watched the eighties live action Spider Man. <laughs> that was not easy to do either. Uh, I've seen some of it, and oh boy, loved it. But I was like seven at the time, so it was perfect. All right. So uh, anyway, yeah, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh, it's the first uh, Spider-Man movie set within the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And quite honestly, I mean, it's the best Spider-Man. It's equal. It's on par to uh, Tobey Maguire's uh, Spider-Man Two. Wow. Which it, it's for me is a classic. Wow. I love Spider-Man too. Uh, it's hits a lot of the no, it doesn't even hit the same beats. It just gets the character right. Yeah, something the last iteration didn't really do too well. I think. Yeah, I um, they they lost me with um, with those films. Um, I I never did get a chance to see either one of them. Um, I haven't seen either one of them. Yeah, shockingly, right? You don't. <laughs> I think for me, it was Spider-Man Three was like, okay, I'm out. Yeah, I didn't see that one either. Yeah, so. well, you know, Spider-Man Three is an amazing film compared to Amazing Spider-Man Two. Okay, I believe you. So, but you know, especially if you grow up with the comics, you just love everything Spidey does, right? And you know, when you see him interact with the Avengers or something, it's just like it's cool. Yeah, He's seeing this yeah, he was, superhero, he was great, with the, great in Civil yeah. War. Oh, fantastic in Civil War! Yeah. Um. So now, actually, seeing him be part of that 
properly be introduced into that world. I mean, he got his introduction in Civil War, but mm-hmm. now actually seeing his place in it, yeah, and how he relates to everything else. I mean, seeing you get you've seen the way the rest of the characters in the MCU react to the Avengers. You know, we, Civil War was all about how the world reacts to them and how they interact with them and so on. Yeah, this movie is about a kid and the way he sees the Avengers and Tony Stark specifically. And you know, I got powers. You know, uh, it's assumed that Uncle Ben. Passed on the same, you know, mantra with sure, great yeah, power. We've, we've seen it again and again, mm-hmm. which we don't see this time around. Okay, but we know it. We know it happened. We know everything happened somehow, and that's all we needed. So it's just him trying to live up to that, while also balancing out his, you know, normal school uh, responsibilities and, you know, hanging out with Aunt May, and it's just a totally, totally different dynamic from the other films. But so excellently done. Um, Michael Keaton as the Vulture is fantastic. Yeah. Batman as the yeah. villain. Batman as the villain. <laughs> I mean, the MCU's always had issues with its villains, you know, except for Loki or, you know, so on. But Michael Keaton's Vulture is a total relatable villain. He's a real villain. He's not, I, I don't like calling him a villain. Villain. I like calling him an antagonist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, yeah, he does some bad stuff, but, you know, when you, as you watch, you know, you start to get to know him, and like, okay, he's, he you does crummy stuff. He's coming from. Did you yeah, happen really to see things, but. Michael Keaton in Birdman? Is that what it was Birdman. called? Birdman. Yeah. Did yes. you see that? I love Birdman. Yeah, I love Birdman. And, and so, Birdman and the Vulture. <laughs> I mean, is there I any. If that's where they got the idea, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the memes are all over the place, and as soon as he was, the casting, that specific casting oh, yeah. was announced. Oh, you know, for sure. It was like a meme storm. <laughs> uh, Birdman is a fantastic film, by the way, uh, if you guys haven't seen it. Oh, I have, yeah, I loved it. I absolutely adore it. It was too weird for my wife, though. Yeah, it's a little too art house for most. Mm-hmm. We went with a huge group of people, and I think me and my friend were the only ones that liked it group of like seven or eight and only two of us really dug it but that's that's a different attack of the fandom totally yeah um <laughs> yeah i cannot recommend this enough especially for families there's a couple of adult jokes in there as always but nothing too bad don't be don't be afraid of showing this one to your kids is <laughs> they'll love it everyone loves it the vulture might be a little scary for cats kids maybe during some yeah. of his scenes but great family fun. Go to the biggest theater you can find. Boom. Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, I'm 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 actually disappointed in myself that I haven't seen it already. Because, I mean, I've been, gosh, since I was little, a fan of Spider-Man. I've loved Spider-Man. And, uh, and I'm glad that it sounds like they're finally doing Peter Parker right. Well, he's finally home. He's part of the universe now. Yeah, yeah. And that's when... Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, you know, my all-time favorite is Batman. He's my number one. Uh-huh. But Spider-Man is easily... He's part of the top five. Oh, sure. So, yeah. I had nothing but fun watching it. Me and my sister were just geeking out the whole time in the theater. The crowd just reacting. It was a, It's great to watch it in a big crowd. And... 
you know, like with all MCU movies, make sure you stay until the very, 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 very okay. end. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I have to say I I was kind of burned out on Spider-Man movies, perhaps evidenced by the fact that I haven't seen the last three that came out. Um it's kind of over it. So <laughs> you but, get over it with two movies. Yeah, it was done. Um, I mean, <laughs> Spider. Well, Spider Man has never been my personal favorite superhero, but after reading the reviews and listening to you rave about it, I I've become excited to see this Spider Man. So I might have to tell my husband we need to have a date night and go out and see it because I, I want to see it now. I will pay for your ticket if you do not like it. <laughs> oh, I probably will. I, that's probably a safe bet to to make. It's a very, very safe bet. Well, I'm over here still trying to see Wonder Woman. I haven't gone to that one yet. So Ah, John, life, come on. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. I know. To quote John Lennon. Bro, at this point... Cut your losses on Wonder Woman. Wait until the Blu-ray's out. Yeah. <gasps> no, go see it. It's too go. dude. It's pulling it out of theaters, and at this point, he'd have to watch it at one of the discount theaters, and he just can't watch a movie like that at a discount. No, nah, yeah, we don't. We don't even have discount theaters anymore. So passe. It's too bad you could you could have made a double header with Wonder Woman and Spider Man. Uh, that would have been a, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yep. That would have been a good double header. Yeah. But you should definitely get to Spider Man while it's still, you know, the the front. All right, I'm in movie on the biggest screen. <laughs> Count me in. Sold. And yeah, as much as I can keep on talking about Spider Man, uh, let's pass it on to let's go with Cat Ray. Oh gosh, I'm feeling way behind this week. Um, I feel like I've not had much of a time to do anything that is. Uh, <laughs> Outside, uh, <laughs> outside of any sort of fandom, um, but actually, this week I'm going to talk about um, another TV series that I have enjoyed. Um, I don't know if either of you have watched the series Broadchurch. No, which no. is a British TV series starring David Tennant, um, also Ooh. the Doctor from Doctor Who um and he he's a detective um in this along with um Olivia Coleman who is a well-known British actress and the third series or season um just started air it's already aired in Britain um but it just started airing here on BBC America so right now only the first two episodes have come out um but it's a you know british drama british mystery it's got a lot of uh actors that you will probably recognize including uh rory williams or arthur darville depending on what you know him best as um so uh, but it's a mystery series, um, and the first two seasons kind of resolve around a, a boy's disappearance and murder and the, in a small town and the fallout um, that happens. And then in the latest series, um, it's still dealing with the fallout because these people still all live in the same town, but 
the the case of of this particular season actually has to do with a, a sexual assault. Um, so kind of heavy stuff, but mm-hmm. but really well acted, really well done. Um, you know, it's it's just a good show. Um, you do have to pay attention. Um, it's you know not a show that you can zone out to. But this is this is the last. I think this is the last series. So um, anyway, it's just started airing again on in America on BBC America. So I'm enjoying getting back into that that series and having that back on my TV. I will watch anything with David Tennant. That guy, that guy's just a joy to watch do his thing. Yeah, and he he definitely plays kind of the curmudgeonly uh scottish dude uh in in this series he's he's not kind of he's not the the manic doctor he was but he's such he's such a good actor you can't mm-hmm. go wrong and he and olivia coleman play really well off of each other um and it's not a romance there you know they're co-workers they're friends or they become friends there's definitely some some friction uh when they first start working together so um, but it's really enjoyable, and the acting is really well done. Uh, he was fantastic in Jessica Jones. That's mm-hmm. like his best role, I think. He was just captivating in every scene in that show. Um, I still haven't watched it. Which character was he? Uh, Kilgrave. Oh, okay, all right. He was Kilgrave. Wow. Fun fact, he also did the voice of uh, Hu Yang in The Clone Wars. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> wow, the, little, the the droid that helped the younglings uh, make their lightsabers. Make their lightsabers, yeah. So oh, there's cool. even a Star Wars connection. Look mm-hmm. at that. Nice. All right. <laughs> what about you, John? Uh, my attack of the fandom is a movie that is a movie about a movie that hasn't come out that was supposed to have been made. Uh, 15 years ago or so, but was like just bad things happened and they never made it. But now it's finally coming to light with a totally different cast and everything. Uh, the movie about this movie, making this movie, uh, is <laughs> is called Lost in La Mancha. Okay. And it's... Oh, snap. That's... Sorry, go on. I, I think I know what you're talking about. It's um, sorry, uh, Terry Terry Gilliam of yeah, yeah, yeah. of um, Monty Python fame, uh, great director. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, his his lifelong this movie is about his lifelong passion to bring the story of Don Quixote de la Mancha to the big screen, um, mm. and in a movie that originally was going to co-star Johnny Depp. And all this stuff, they got they got a bunch of actors that were busy doing other projects that he somehow talked them to in between shoots of films, come and shoot this film. And they were shooting it in Europe because no studio in America would touch it with a 10-foot pole because um, this was coming off the, the epic failure of The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. And he got the um, the label of being a, a tough director to to work with as far as the studio is concerned. So he took his 
production to Europe and was going to like give it get it um, paid for by European films and all this stuff. Anyway, it's a documentary about bringing this movie to life and everything that could possibly go wrong goes wrong. Um, everything. I mean, from like they're shooting in the desert and all of a sudden there's this torrential downpour that causes a flood that wipes away the cameras and the equipment and all this stuff. I mean, it's like they're they're shooting in this desert that happens to be next to an Air Force base and the sound is ruined in day one because of all these jet planes flying over overhead, fighter planes really super loud. And so, okay, well, we'll just redo the dialogue another day, but let's shoot. And then the next day is when the rain happens. And, you know, it's just one thing after the next, after the next. And it's just mind-boggling how how just terrible luck, beyond bad luck. Um, it's like cursed. This The shooting of this film is cursed. And so, you know, spoiler alert. The film never gets made, despite having shot footage and and all this stuff. Um, fast forward, so this this happened back in the nineties, mm-hmm. and it came out probably ten years ago. This this film about you know Lost in La Mancha came out. Fast forward to present day, this film is being made, and. One of the stars of the film also has a Star Wars connection. Adam Driver has replaced Johnny Depp as one of the primary characters. And um, I think it's it's called The Man Who Killed Don Quixote or something like that. I think that's what the film is going to be called. Yes. Um, But the film about the film is Lost in La Mancha. And... Mm. Number one, awesome. this this whole thing hits me in a lot of spots that I just love. I love documentaries. I love documentaries. I love movies about real things that happen. I also love Monty Python. I love Terry hmm. Gilliam as a director. Brazil is one of the greatest films of all time. Um, time Bandits is a another <laughs> another film <laughs> that has Star Wars connections, right with. Jack Purvis and uh, uh, who was like several Ewoks and and Jawas and Kenny Baker is in it and um, just great great film Time Bandits love Time Bandits um, George Harrison does a song in the soundtrack Bing Beatles connection as well um, <laughs> and Isn't he also one of the characters um, I don't think he appeared as a character in that film he was a character in a Python film. He played. Am I confusing it? Yeah, okay. he was in Life of Brian as one of the ladies who disguised themselves with a beard so that they could stone someone because <laughs> women weren't allowed to go to the stoning. And so he, as himself with a real beard, played a lady with a fake beard, and it was kind of humorous. <laughs> anyway, that was George Harrison, and um, and he bankrolled half of that he like put a second mortgage on his house to make the get the film get made so he's a a producer of life of brian as well anyway george harrison beatles great stuff um so (laughs) terry gilliam i i love him he's he's 
brilliant, fantastic. And I also love uh, The Man of La Mancha, the the play, the Broadway play. I was mm-hmm. in an off, 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 off community theater production of Man of La Mancha back in, oh, cool. in the early 90s. And um, just love... Love that show. I love the soundtrack for the musical. Um, it's it's near and dear to my heart. And, of course, um, I love that they're finally making this film after all these years. Um, and it's on Netflix, and you can watch the making of film called Lost in La Mancha on Netflix if you have a Netflix account. It's it's just it's mind-boggling how, how much goes wrong with this movie. Um, Totally recommend it. That's my attack of the fandom for the week. Cool. Yeah, just uh, to add on a little to that, it's hilarious just how often this movie would come up and like all the film sites I follow. Mm-hmm. Just another update. Just another. Yeah. Well, we still want to do it, but now this happened. Just like yeah. John was saying. Yeah. Um. Then yeah. Then the surprise. Oh, by the way, they're actually filming it now. It's happening. Uh, they finished filming uh, last month. Yeah. So the film has actually been completely shot. So I would cool. totally be down to watch this documentary just because of how fascinating the journey of this film has been. Oh yeah. As as a a student of film history, I think for you it should be required viewing. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna watch it just that, that that's cool. So yeah, man, thanks for putting this on my radar. I had no idea they actually already made a documentary about it. Um, before we start wrapping up, the thing about the free Star Wars stuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, us. Oh, yeah. We dropped the ball, people. We're sorry. We're still doing it, but again, just trying to make sure it's, we're trying to make sure it's, it's, it's good. It's a nice, uh, tight, uh, campaign we want to do. So it's easy and easy to follow and. You know, make sure it's fun, too. So we're still trying to fine-tune it a bit. Next week, we promise. Next week, (laughs) we'll announce it, set up the rules, and free stuff. Uh, Until then, uh, we'd love to hear what you guys think about Forces of Destiny. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Which one was your favorite? How much does BB-8 weight? You know, just let us know. Uh, at on Facebook and Twitter at Force Fan Podcast. Uh, you want to get in touch with me personally? You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Blue Lab Pro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. And if you want to weigh in on Star Wars, would you rather, or submit a question for Star Wars, would you rather? You can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at that John Fred or on my Facebook page John K Frederick we are the force later guys talk to you next week hey yoto yoto spider-man spider-man does whatever a spider oh spins a web any size Catches thieves just, just like, like flies. flies. Look, Look out. out. There goes Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs>